0: Welcome to the Nightmare Box, presenting Mistakes Were Made. My name is Brett Bloom. I'm sitting here across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the soon-to-be homeless Kristen Pennington! Thank you. Appreciate that. No, soon-to-be homeless as well. (laughs) Your prospects are a little better than mine. Once I'm homeless, I think that's how I do the intro. Then that's what happens. What do you mean? Well, like you'll technically be homeless too. But yeah. <laughs> if we do a podcast while we're homeless, that's how home I'm opening it up. Welcome to the nightmare box. Presenting mistakes were made. I am the homeless Brett Blue. I sit here across from the beautiful. the <laughs> But you'll not be sitting homeless.
1: across from me. We'll have to do like a Skype call.
0: A Skype call. We're the only. We're we're, we're skyping as homeless people. Yeah. It'll be fun.
1: But we, well, we have internet as homeless people. We'll have to go to like a cafe. So you'll be sitting here with uh, Kristen on Skype and all the people in the cafe doing the <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> Diner doesn't have Wi-Fi. It's not one of those fancy. No, it doesn't. I learned ones. that the hard way. It does way. have a television in a box. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Things are looking grim out there yeah. for a starving artist.
0: Why are we gonna be homeless? Oh God. Um the lease is up.
1: Soon. It's not so, up very, today. Very very soon. It's not up today.
0: Uh we are having massive issues. Turns out trying to move across the country is hard and that's why not a lot of people do it. <laughs> <laughs> Good not even a thing I considered until yesterday morning. Um
1: No the thing that's wild though is like I get Applying for jobs being difficult when you're across the country because yeah. they're like, oh, if you don't show up, though, then I'm screwed. But, like, apartments, it's like I'm trying to throw money at you. <laughs> I'm just trying to Accept it. Worst
0: case scenario, I don't get there. You collected my deposit and then you know, you're done with me. and All you did was make $800. Yeah. I don't understand like, the issue. Let me uh, just throw
1: this cash at you.
0: I'm trying, you know. <laughs> like, And today, like, we're trying to do, like, remote jobs. Like, we're writer. I could do this from anywhere, you know, <laughs> you can tell me, you know, what do you need? I can send it to you in an email. I'll be up there in three weeks. You can do this whole face-to-face worship. But uh, I got a job today. About you did. About 20 minutes ago. So um, I will be working for less than I've made in a long time <laughs> doing some, some manual labor jobs up in Montana. But
1: you, you working to, at an animal shelter. I so say you get to hang out with yeah, animals.
0: I, I love that. I'm going to get bit. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to intentionally get bit, have the scar that I can show off in the animal community oh. and be like, oh, I've, 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 been in, I've been in some battles. You
1: can apply to that uh, mountain lion aggravating job after that and be no like, I've shit. seen some things, man. I'll know man. the people who do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm back here cleaning the shit out of the cages. But uh, do you mind?
1: How's it irritating that I'll lion I'd t- like going to see
0: that fucking thing. <laughs> I'll be at the place where they have to bring the moose after the moose gets picked up in downtown. And it's like, Brett, you got to go in there and clean up moose shit. It's like, I, Do they really bring I don't want to get kicked in the head. I'd imagine so. Where else would they take them? Like, after they tranquilize them. They can't just, like, drive them up in the woods and leave them in a field. Like,
1: I would imagine they release them. They don't keep them. But, They're wild animals.
0: But they not check them or anything before they did that? I don't know. I don't know. Those are the things that I'm going to learn. <laughs> Making uh, ten dollars an hour working in or eleven. Yeah, I feel like Rocky. For some, no, Rocky didn't work. That was Adrian. Adrian worked in the pet store.
1: Did he? I don't remember that.
0: Adrian is a, the love interest, the woman.
1: Adrian! Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Rocky with this goldfish. <laughs>
0: But no, it's it's not glorious, but it wasn't meant to be glorious in the first place. You don't get really cool stories uh, if everything goes right the first time. So having a hilarious job in the craziest you know um, no it is disclosed, having a crazy job in Missoula is going to be perfect. And it's all it's a ninety day temp position, so it's not like a career that you know you're sticking to the guy yeah. needs help and I need money so.
1: well we've both also applied to other jobs you sound a little quiet so I'm going to push this closer to you we've both also applied to other jobs so you know yeah, something may come up before the 90 days is up anyway
0: Um, you, you
1: applied to a very interesting job today
0: <laughs> I applied to a cannabis website that needed a writer and an editor and uh, they had some of the craziest Questions to answer. Like I send in my what I, my my professional resume that's got like everything listed. It looks real cute. What are you doing, Jackson? I got everything listed. It, it looks really good, and um, I sent it off once to uh, a university. I sent it off to newspapers. I've sent it off to publication companies, um, and today I applied for a cannabis website. So I send in the resume and I click the next button. And uh, it is a series of the craziest questions I've ever seen on a job interview website. It's <laughs> like, so what time do you go to bed? <laughs> what, what, what is your love of cannabis? You know, tell <laughs> us more about this. Why are you leaving uh, your last job? Or why are you leaving your current job? We want all of the grimy details. It, was
1: like, it seemed yeah. like they'd be fun yeah. to work with.
0: It's like I wrote them a little like two-paragraph story about why I'm leaving Tennessee. And I was like, they're, met, they're all meth addicts tied together with used guitar strings.
1: <laughs> See, I conversely applied to like a photography job that I was actually kind uh-huh. of interested in, but there was also, which I don't think I told you that, um... I was a little confused on what the job was, because, like, it mentioned wanting someone who had experience, like, doing photos and videos and editing and yeah. stuff like that, and they said that they would prefer, it wasn't a necessity, someone who had a license to fly a drone, which I don't. Hell yeah. And I, I clicked that I don't have a license to fly a drone, but so then... Those
0: post-military jobs that make you all the money right there. <laughs> to fly a the drone around. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Syria, just... Like a a drone with a camera. Yeah, well, that's basically what a reconnaissance drone is.
1: Anyway, um, and then I got a man. I'm (laughs) underqualified. And then I got a message in my email where it was like, "Oh, here's like this thing you gotta complete to Mm -hmm. like you know finish the next step." And that was what I was listening to all these videos, but they were like customer service type videos. Yeah. And it was like, such and such is in this situation, and this is how they responded. How do you feel about the response they gave? Do you feel great? Do you feel bad? Do you feel, you know, neutral whatever? And I was just like, I'm confused about how this relates to flying a drone. Exactly. <laughs> like, is this a sales
0: job, uh, those, those or am weird, I selling drones? Those weird team questions are very, very strange. It's mm-hmm. like, I am just trying to work at Best Buy. Like, why? <laughs> it's like, if you're in a situation where the customer isn't happy and the manager doesn't give a shit, how do you handle that situation it's like uh probably not like it's my issue because it sounds out of my pay grade <laughs> well,
1: I, did a- I go
0: hang out with the rest of the people who are all drinking coffee and socializing we become a unit we take over your company it's two day top
1: <laughs> i did a phone interview was that yesterday god this week has been so long yeah. um yeah that was only yesterday it feels like it was a month ago. I did a phone interview and it was like that where they like ask you all these really generic questions about tell us the time when this happened to you or what you would do in this situation. And like I get that there's some value to that because they see like kind of how you think on your feet and how good you are at answering these type of questions. But, you know, people like bullshit, bullshit those answers. Hardcore. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you negative qualities yeah. about they myself. They had
0: one work when they were 16 and that's the same thing. <laughs> it's like that funny story that i might have told it on the show i can't remember where i was trying to get that job at books a million Mm -hmm. and i got both of my in-face interviews done while i was in the shop like i impressed the first dude he goes hold on stay right here i'm gonna go grab the main uh, lady and so he goes and grabs main lady brings her back and uh, i hadn't had a cigarette in about two hours because I've been sitting here doing these interviews I'd just gotten out of the military so I was just looking for like a a job I was pretty keyed up (laughs) you
1: were in the military for a couple of years so (laughs) the whole interview process yeah
0: the whole dealing with civilians (laughs) thing is or was like a brand new concept and uh I was killing that interview, you know, where I had her laughing and, you know, everything looked like it was going in a good direction. She goes, well, I just got one last question for you, you know, like, what are your negative qualities? And I immediately just answered the question, which was, uh, I've got a very short temper. It's not <laughs> She goes, say. you got a short temper. And I was like, yeah, like when people are like yelling at me, like I have a tendency to, you know. And I, like, just answered the question, honestly. Like, what do I give it? The first time I strangle a 16-year-old, it's not going <laughs> like. to... Like, like, you said on your application, your worst tendency was you drink too much coffee. Ha ha. It's well, like, no, when I bang some dude's head off of the erotica section, because he's fucking jerking off in the aisle, and I don't know how to fucking get him out of there silently without killing him... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, thankfully nobody has asked me that question. I don't yeah. know what I would say to it.
0: Yeah. No, I thought I'd nailed the job and then I saw her whole expression drop and I was like, and that's the moment that I lost <laughs> 975 an hour stacking books.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, thankfully they didn't ask me any questions like that, but there was one where it was like, describe a situation where you did something to think outside of the box or whatever, and like it took me like all of the other questions, I was like within a second or two like Mm -hmm. bam 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 like i've got an answer for this and i was like for whatever reason that one caught me off guard and i was like um (laughs) what story can i tell you
0: (laughs) Tell me about a time where things went really really bad that's what I hit her with I did that one too at the same interview yeah, you know where they're like well uh, can you give us some you know an idea of like when you were in a bad situation and you had to like overcome the immediate thing to like do this and I was like I just got out of the military and <laughs> She's like, well, can you give me an example? And I was like, uh, have you ever been to a domestic violence situation? Because oh, no. every time you walk into one, it's bad. It's oh. never good. It's always terrifying.
1: <laughs> yeah, they asked. Have you ever
0: walked in and just seen a woman bleeding from her face uh-huh. and not beat the shit out of the boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was restrained in that. I, I calmly arrested him.
1: Yeah, they asked me... Um, like, if I had been in any high-stress situations or whatever and, like, how I dealt with those and, like, my immediate reaction was to laugh. Like I was like, <laughs> like, yeah. I work in a hospital every day is high-stress.
0: I've gotten constantly surrounded by trauma and my dream is one of the most insane things ever. It's just all stress.
1: It's yeah. Like, I didn't mean to, but, yeah. like, as soon as, like, they asked, I was just like, ah, you yeah. like, okay, that's funny. Yeah,
0: it's a Jim Carrey <laughs> thing that we were talking about. It's like, you look stressed. Thanks. It's a stress. You know <laughs>
1: I was like, I don't, I don't know if I, I mentioned that enough times already in this yeah. interview, but I work in a hospital. Yeah.
0: It's fucking <laughs> it's insane. It's never,
1: never not stressful.
0: Every day you come home with a new story and I'm like, well, that's the saddest thing that I've heard since <laughs> yesterday. Oh, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, I weirdly, I'm not going to say what the job was, but um, like I weirdly felt hyper- nervous and hyper stressed about it and it's a job that uh I personally would say that I'm overqualified for by far not being braggadocious it's it's, it's it's genuinely a job that you don't have to have many qualifications to do it's
0: a sit there and talk to a person on the other side of the desk kind of yeah and um, doesn't involve a whole lot of creative thinking or problem solving
1: (laughs) yeah and I'm you don't have to have a college degree I'm a college graduate I'm 30 so I'm not fresh out of high school like oh my god like totally uh what can I do for you today
0: I was not (laughs) nervous about the exact same situation the guy's like I'm not gonna lie to you you're gonna be cleaning up a lot of (laughs) shit I was like, oh, well, uh, I'm good with it. So, you got any face masks? You know <laughs> <laughs> I
1: have a face mask in my backpack. Exactly. <laughs> I have face masks. He's like,
0: no open-toed shoes. And I was like, not going to be a problem. <laughs> I wear boots everywhere. I don't <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: it's weird. It's a weird world, people.
0: Yeah. So, we're going to have some issues here in the next couple of weeks while we uh, figure out uh, there's a chance that we might have to split separately here and then one of us fly back and collect the other one and the remaining things um i'm gonna attempt a couple of little solo things just to throw them out into the world I'm and not. make sure Kristen doesn't relax on her editing oh
1: thank you appreciate that and, uh,
0: <laughs> give you uh, there might just be like 20 30 minute you know little snippets you know hey guys uh, today i got kicked in the face by a deer
1: <laughs> yeah, I will not be solo podcasting because that would just be you listening to me breathe into the microphone
0: well so. I, I, I go crazy if I don't have something to do so <laughs> I can't really unpack in my stepmother's kitchen <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so the podcast format or the consistency of them may be a little yeah wonky we're still they might
0: I, get hilarious I might invite Nick on for like a month and just you know he's wanting to get don't into replace podcasting. me I'm not going to replace you Nick wants to do something with a uh, card game or a board game like one of those types it's not D&D but it's like in that uh, I guess genre if you will um, wants to do a show on something like that so just kind of keep it going you guys might get an episode with my my brother nick he's uh very smart and he's fucking hilarious (laughs) he's
1: also getting married yeah very soon
0: we have a tendency to dissolve into like you know psychological philosophical debates so it might be weird it might have nothing to do with film for a while but uh or books it's not just film i'm gonna try to throw something you know up A couple of times in the middle of this chaos, just kind of stay tuned.
1: Which, hopefully it won't be too big of a gap if we do have to go separately, so hopefully it won't be too inconsistent for too long. I do apologize if you've been keeping up with all the episodes that I have not kept up with any of the descriptions, because, uh...
0: You know who that hasn't affected? Our fucking dude or woman in India. <laughs>
1: yeah, we did pick up India, so that's exciting. Hi, whoever hey, you are India. from India, thanks for listening. Um, Write super, us an email. <laughs> super excited to have you. Would love to you know hear yeah. more about you. So yeah, send us an email. Nightmare Box Productions at Gmail. Um,
0: Tell me what it's like to work for Verizon and have to answer the phone like, Hello, this is Chad. And you're like, my name's definitely not Chad. (laughs) You are not in... You know, Al, Albertine.
1: Don't insult our Indian <laughs> I'm not listener him.
0: because we both. No, it's, oh, it's a very. we both said lifestyle. we'd really like to go I to would India one really day. Really love to go to <laughs> India. I'm in love with that whole fucking culture. It it it, it it's incredible from like an outsider looking in perspective. W- write us. I want to know who you are, what you do, what you see every day. Like I I need that. So fucking I'm not I'm not making fun. Of, I am, but I'm not. If you
1: have Instagram, <clears throat> send us pictures. Like tag us in your photos because. I've yep. never been to India. Yeah,
0: I'd like to. I want to go to that festival that they do at, in the uh, is it the Ganges or the Ganji? Yeah,
1: yeah. in the river. Yeah. With
0: the paints and mm-hmm. all that. I want to. I want to do that.
1: Yeah, they have a big. I can't remember what it's called offhand, but they have a big festival that lands on my birthday this year too. So I told. Brett, we were going to celebrate that. Yeah. It's October 27th. Surely, if you live in India, you know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> We're
0: talking to our uh, own one person in <laughs> India.
1: <laughs> if Talk you want to you tell me more about what that festival is about, it was like a festival of lights or something. Like, <clears throat> educate me on the culture because I'm interested. Because we
0: need it because we're stuck in Nashville.
1: <laughs> Not for long, though.
0: <laughs> Dear India, go to Montana.
1: <laughs> well, uh,.
0: We'll start a Airbnb,
1: we'll swap houses for a a hot minute.
0: I'm I'm, I'm, I'm down.
1: (laughs) That's funny because uh, you... you... They
0: might be the only Indian of that kind of Indian, in Montana. (laughs) 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 The rest of them are Native Americans and get mad at you when you call them Indians. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This
1: conversation got awkward real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pro Native Americans and pro
0: Indians. I'm just saying that they share a colloquialism. That is a,
1: that is a weird, like. Well, that's where
0: he thought he was Columbus. He thought he was in India. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, that is, that is a weird... I don't know if other countries do that or if that's specifically an American thing. That is a weird trait, though, that we do call Native Americans Indians here, mm-hmm. but then we also call people from India Indians. So it's like, wait, which one are we talking well, that's about? that's where you get all
0: the offensive jokes with the, yeah. you know, head attire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um <laughs> Brett also did a new contract today.
0: I, I'm not calling it a contract. <laughs> this is a person that, if I knew their name, I would I would call them out directly <laughs> and just say stop oh. everything that you're doing. I, it's a miracle I'm not reading it on the air right now. It was it's so frustrating. It got sent to me with no context. I was told it was mm-hmm. a paper. I thought it was a college term paper. They needed help editing. I was like, I will definitely help you edit. I will point out, you know, parts of your argument. They offered me thirty dollars for seven pages, which is way above any sort of rate I've ever received. I've been paid thirty dollars for fucking like thirty pages. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a hundred percent about it. Um, speaking of which, thank you Jameson for your uh, your massive overpay. On the book, I will definitely get that out to you. You'll have it by the time the session. Um, what was I talking about?
1: They originally offered you thirty for seven oh, pages. Yeah, which is definitely not what you got.
0: Yeah, I got it, and it was like fifteen pages, which again, still way overrate. Um, but it was not a paper. It was not a screenplay. It was not a script. It was written like how you'd write a Facebook post where you put the little asterisks and you're like, leans back in chair asterisks.
1: Yeah, those, um, for people that know what I'm talking about, those like memes that they make about guys who wear quote unquote fedoras, like when they role play with yeah. you, it was written like that. <laughs> like they'll say something and then put their like very brief. Indescript action. in Or like that cutesy
0: emo stuff where it's like
1: hugs. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, So it was written in that style. Yeah. And it was, I thought it was a play at first and I was very confused by the play. And then I heard that it was for a skit on a podcast that they're trying to start, but they've never done this. Like this is like script Mm -hmm. number one. And then I reread it and it made even less sense.
1: Oh,
0: you reread it? Yeah, Mm because I I had to type in the edit. So like I was reading it as I was typing in the edit. And I caught things that I didn't catch in initial notes because I thought this was supposed to be performed in front of people and it was just formatted super fucked up. No, this was an audio medium where they were telling you how the character felt in their sound clip description. Mm -hmm. So it would be like, Tyler is angry and then it's like well what is your soundbite for angry Tyler like
1: <laughs> the <laughs> formatting I'll give them that though makes a little more sense like yeah. realizing it's specifically only audio because I was it's just very a quick
0: read through script that you know you yeah know in there
1: like I was very confused by it because I thought it was um a film script like it was gonna Me be too, filmed and first. I was like that doesn't make any sense the way it's done no
0: Because it was like, they gave you the name, and then it was break down to just the first letter of the name, and then the characters were moving all over the place.
1: But all of the descriptions were audio
0: descriptions, for the most part. None Mm -hmm. of them were visual. It was all dialogue, yeah, and it was not good dialogue. And it it thoroughly pissed me off in a very short amount of time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we've brought that up before, I guess, now knowing that it's not a screenplay, though. It's there's a little more flexibility there, but we've brought this up before. Like if you're going to,
0: I want to charge that dude an additional $30 for making me read it.
1: (laughs) If you're going to write something or film something or do anything where there's any semblance of a formula, do your
0: research before you do it. A hundred percent. Like know how to format it. Yeah. Like I've, I've read, um, more, you know, like in school and from friends of mine who have thought it would be a good idea to just do what I've studied almost my entire life to do. Like they think they can just pick it up and knock it out of the park and they'll be on TV next weekend. Um, you'll watch a sitcom and you're like, well, I could do that. And you, you can't. It's not a skill you possess, you, as you brought up earlier with your writing exercise. Um, you tend to miss all of the little details mm. that um, tie the whole story together. Like You have to be able to come up with the story, the characters, to where you know them individually on a that's my best friend basis. You have to know the setting down to there. It was a trash bag that blew across the parking lot that distracted a side character, and made them look left, so they didn't see your character walk into the store. Like there's like levels to this that you mm-hmm. don't understand, and you need to get the fuck out of the game, or you yeah. need to get into the game, but you can't just stand there like a. It's like people who watch football and they're like, Oh, he should have thrown to the left. (laughs) It's like have you ever thrown I f I don't. I I don't watch football and I've you know, I haven't thrown a football since I tried to throw one in my wall where my dad used to stand. (laughs) But No, that's not a thing that I would ever do, where I'm like, Oh, that shit had missed the throw. And I was like, That is a premier athlete.
1: Well, like beyond just the understanding, the semantics of what you're doing, um, it, it sounds nitpicky to say I know, but it's.
0: It's a nitpicky game.
1: Well, it's a it's a truth. You could legitimately have a really good story, mm-hmm. and. That seems, you know, like such a minute detail. Like, you think, oh, I've got this great story. People are going to read it. They're going to fall in love with these characters. You're going to be crying by the end of it. You'll be emotionally changed yeah. for life.
0: Because you watched Twilight 3 times Well, no, times I'm, I'm saying like, legitimately. I've got this really original idea for a fucking vampire romance. I'm
1: saying legitimately, though. You could have a story yeah. on that level, and it seems so nitpicky to be, like, format it properly. But the fact of the matter is, if you don't format it properly, they're not going to read your story. Yeah. Like, they're going to open it, yeah. flip it to the first page, go, they don't know how to format, trash it.
0: Yeah, so, when I'm reading a screenplay, I need it to be presented as a screenplay, or else I can't visualize it. Yeah. You know, if you don't say internal bathroom kitchen night, I don't know what the lighting in the room looks like.
1: Yeah, and it's distracting, yeah. too. Like, even if you, like describe it like there are some people that know how to Format but then they don't understand like what's appropriate to put in the context So if you describe it like in a casual talky manner or whatever you'd Like in the description section describe like what the character's thinking instead of literally what's going on like it distracts yeah. you
0: Watch from... something and tell me what Buffy the Vampire Slayer was thinking at any given time.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's distracting, and it, it's like, well, yeah. that's not right. She was and... aggravated,
0: as opposed to she walked in, slammed her keys on the counter, you know, ripped open the fridge, grabbed a beer, slammed, you know.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it, it sounds nitpicky to say, like, learn how to format your shit properly, but it is the truth. Like, yeah. I I was irritated looking at the script, and I'm not someone who's, <laughs> like, a, a book publisher or whatever that gets hundreds of scripts a day. If the people that you want to notice your shit are getting hundreds of these things daily, they're not gonna look twice at yours if it's not like appropriately formatted. So it doesn't matter if your story is any good design. It doesn't or not. look the
0: way it's supposed to look. Same thing we were talking about when we we're talking about with like the resumes. Mm. Like with a resume it needs to look pretty. It needs to be easily accessible so your eyes just float along the mm. page. Same thing with prose. You don't have large blocks of text. You break those up, you move the sentences. Every type of this, I don't know what we would call it, this combination because uh, we found, I guess, through talking about it, a lot of similarities in our frustrations with our own crafts. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> there's my yin and yang and with my hands <laughs> the that the audience can't see. can't see. Don't call them you people. <laughs> Shut up. He's in India. Shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible.
0: Oh, God, I make myself care. Who's
1: going to make fun of me when you leave? Oh, uh, me. <laughs> You're still just going to call me, send yeah, me texts to make fun of me? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> hey, idiot, get out of bed.
0: <laughs> hey, dumbass. Uh, <laughs> 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 what did you say earlier? I'm going to stick you with a noodle. <laughs> noodle
1: <yeah. laughs> I meant to say needle, I said
0: noodle. trying to get a job and a blood bag, and she goes, yeah, all you got to do is stick the noodle in the arm, and it's like, <laughs> I, I, I said, don't. stick
1: people with noodles. <laughs> wait that's this is like not what I meant
0: best job ever I'm gonna leave <laughs> my noodle sticking job and I'm gonna go write some articles for my cannabis job
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a long day it's been a long two days I've been very stressed the past two days so. well we were
0: semi on track there so <laughs> <laughs> you but said something funny about you know the Indian guy <sighs> I'm just <laughs> saying it's a small classroom forever you know can't make fun of him
1: forever being offensive but that's, that's true of like novels, too, which there are people who...
0: I'm not good at podcasting, okay?
1: No, we've gotten... Have yeah, I? You're not. Everybody
0: you're... has their niche. <laughs> this is me walking into this thinking I know how to do it, but guess what? I've done it more than you motherfuckers. Okay. <laughs> hey,
1: this is, we're closing in on episode 40. I think this is like 38 or 39 or something, but we've gotten significantly better at
0: them. We've been talking to you for more than a day straight.
1: But, like, there there are people that break the rules, like you've mentioned um, Cormac McCarthy? Yeah. Um, before and, like, he didn't Best use ever. quotation marks, yeah. which is, you know, a, a normal thing you would see in a Commas, novel.
0: Occasionally yeah. sentences.
1: <laughs> so, so there are people who do, I, I will admit, effectively break the rules, but have you ever gotten, like, dialogue that's meant to be formatted in, you know, like a novel format, and they don't like start a new paragraph when a person talks it all just bleeds in and there's quotes somewhere in the middle of this paragraph and then they keep going I'm like, the fuck are you doing? It's
0: very frustrating. Oh. It's technically correct, but it's one of those rules that I have to break it or it drives me insane. You know, I can do a sentence and then go into dialogue but I can't do four sentences and then go into dialogue. The problem is those four sentences all have to be revolving around the speaker. So you can say, right, like, Jim went into the kitchen. Jim grabbed a glass of wine. Jim sat down at the table and said.
1: Okay. And well, now that's you're different. in the
0: middle of the block of text. And then you can technically end that and then you can say Jim puts the wine glass back down on the counter and waited for Kim to say you know, something. And then okay. boom, Kim starts talking. But then it has to get streamlined to dialogue.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah. mean in that context, I mean like where it's like paragraph. Of like description of like the place or what's going on or whatever, and then somebody just starts talking in the middle of this paragraph, and I'm like, what? No,
0: that doesn't make any sense. And that's have not you ever
1: gotten? Like, I've gotten
0: shit like oh that. Oh my yeah. god, it's annoying. I it's thought just, you were asking like.
1: No, like people that like don't even break up yeah. any of the stuff into paragraphs. It's like they'll break it up when it's like, oh, we're in like a new place doing a new thing, but all the dialogue's bleeding into mm. all the other paragraphs, and it's just no.
0: There's like, no pacing to it. It's not yeah. done deliberately
1: it's terrible yeah. and you should not do it no
0: you'll learn about transitions uh in like the fifth grade i think when they try to teach you like the five paragraph essay which most people shit their pants over imagine you know how uh saying if you were a person to shit your pants over a five paragraph essay probably should start writing an novel i will
1: say though i did always feel frustrated by that strict of a the structure, structure pissed me off. because what if i want an extra paragraph or what if i don't need that third paragraph yeah. well, what I if i only that, need the two
0: I, I missed out on my opportunity to submit for that award because i was seven pages over the limit but it was one of the most well-constructed essays that yeah. i ever fucking come it was a up really like. good paper <laughs>
1: So, yeah, the structure, I will say the structure, it's a good starting base for someone just learning to write with a five paragraph essay. But it's a junior in
0: college, you know, for a writing degree and the professors were like, well, this is not written as a traditional essay. And I was like, well, why don't you take your traditional essay and shove it in your mom's vagina? (laughs) 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 Why don't you combine those two activities? Put it in a ball, put it in your fist, fist your mom, flick (sighs) it into her heart and do that with your essay.
1: You know what I think you should apply for? I think you should apply to work with, like, children. And I I think you would get that job. I think instead of a resume, you just forward them a copy of the podcast like so,
0: Brett how do you how do you podcast I put it on my resume and then I say the most horrific shit you know, any so random behind. episode
1: it doesn't even have to be today's I think that's what you do you apply to work in child care like in a daycare <laughs> and for your qualifications you just sick send I'm an really, episode
0: sick shit is I'm really good with kids <laughs> kids don't piss me off this much
1: I think you definitely get the job,
0: though. (laughs) I was like, no, meet me in person. I'm fantastic. Kids don't piss me off as much as adults. My concern um, with teaching ever in my life is I want to teach at a senior and high school, freshman and college level, like those 18-year-olds who are trying to figure out who they want to be, 18, 19, 20, right? And I want to convince them that they can be writers Mm -hmm. uh, because I think it's a very important skill, and I think we are, we have it beaten out of us, much in the way that we have, like, a love of reading beaten Mm -hmm. out of us. So I want to intercept them right there. The problem is those are also the people that I am comfortable calling motherfuckers on a <laughs> daily basis.
1: It's interesting. So like I'm going to
0: walk in there and be like, what up, bitch?
1: It's <laughs> interesting that that's the age group, though, because I feel like if I were teaching, it would be advanced college, so like yeah. junior, senior college, because I...
0: Now those people are set, and I don't want to fuck them up, you Well,
1: know. I, do, I do think that there's probably a bit more of a... A nobleness to like you're still kind of like a moldable mind. Let me guide you and like help you figure mm-hmm. this out. So there's probably a more like end result fulfilling, like filling from yeah. working with younger kids. But like I, I kind of want to work with the people that already have it figured out. And it's like, oh, oh, oh. but check this out. We're gonna do this yeah. today. This will excite you. <laughs> you no, know,
0: I want to find that 18, 19 year old kid who is pissed off and doesn't know why they're pissed off They was told that they had a creative thing that they were good at but that they can never make money on so now they gotta go be a doctor and I wanna hijack them right there right before they do that and commit to the rest of their life as something that they're not gonna be
1: Is that most money?
0: people are just there so it's like Mr. Bloom can you just sign my report card and let <laughs> me go home and I, I would you know I know those people I'm not interested in those people and that's my problem
1: <laughs> was that
0: i had a teacher throw a stapler at my face and that was my favorite teacher because of her i write now
1: <laughs> was that age in your life like a kind of like monumental like fulfilling age for 15
0: you? was massive that's why it always gets brought up there was a lot of change in my life at like 15 um and then yeah that 17 18 year old point was big
1: i wonder if that's why cuz like i personally the tail end of high school and the beginning of college for me were very miserable times in my life. Like, I, I didn't feel... Oh, like they were me. horrifying.
0: <laughs> but I had some very impressive teachers.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> well, I mean, like, I, I had teachers that I would known at that point, like, well prior to that. So they weren't, yeah. like, new people in my life that I, I did highly respect. So it's not that there weren't people there that weren't influential, but that phase of my life for me was just a miserable, like... Experience Like, it was one of the worst phases of my life. And, like, for me, like, the tail end of college was, like... The beginning of college, especially when I first got into, like... The beginning of mm -hmm. my film stuff was, like, cool. Because it was like, oh, my God, we're finally doing this shit. And this is fun. And we're learning shit. But, like, the tail end of my college when I kind of understood what I was doing. And I was like, this is definitely what I want to do. And the teachers trust you enough to challenge you more and engage more with you, like, on a friend level. Versus a am your instructor level. Like... That was probably
0: well. I found the most those impactful at for those me. Ages. yeah. But what did you want to do when you were eighteen?
1: Um, I mean, that was like whenever I very first, like, I was eighteen. I think the very first time I ever did like any uh, mm-hmm. modeling or anything like that. So I I didn't start that at a young age. But um, what if
0: you would've caught a teacher, right? Who would've thrown a staple at your head and said, pay attention shit. I mate, was a good kid. About film.
1: <laughs> People didn't no, throw shit at me. I was a good kid.
0: <laughs> no, but imagine that they did, right? Imagine they, they, they threw something in your direction because you're lollygagging in the film class because you're like, well, I don't want to do film. I don't want to have anything to do it. And you had somebody just go, hey, dumbass, you're good at this, pay attention. Like and you, oh. it would have changed your whole life, right? Because you would have started chasing that dream from a person who convinced you that you could chase that dream at an earlier age.
1: Well, I had because I've always, like yeah. I said before on other episodes, like really enjoyed the arts. So, like I always, English classes were my favorite classes, and I had really good English teachers, like at the tail end of high school.
0: The ones everybody else hates, by the way. I I had a bipolar art teacher that nobody liked, and I was in love with her, (laughs) because she would occasionally just lock herself in her office and cry.
1: My... She
0: killed all of our statues. You know, like when you have to do the urn,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: she didn't check any of them for bubbles and then overcooked them because she was having a nervous breakdown, so she just kind of came out of the room and she goes, they're all gone. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a room full of us. Go, what do you mean? You killed all our statues. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. It was like, it faced the cafeteria. So, like, the last 15 minutes, you couldn't even hear the teacher because everybody was filing into the cafeteria. No, you, you, those type of people are important, and I want to be one of those people, you know, that grabs the kid and says, you know, I, I, I know you have... I had this fucked up experience where a lot of people are saying you can't do this, but you can do this. In the words of Jim Carrey, "Live and prove you can do this. You can get a job working ten dollars an hour in an animal shelter on the other <laughs> side of the country. Load everybody up and get the fuck out of Tennessee." I bet. You do it. I had. It's terrifying. Uh, my whole life has been scary as shit. It's been filled <laughs> with massive transitions. I lived in Japan. <laughs>
1: I had like on my end like I had um like solid English teachers for sure so like I always enjoyed reading and writing um my senior English teacher was known for which seems kind of silly especially after you go to college part of a requirement for finishing her class and like you know passing her class was that you had to write and you had the entire year to work on it she didn't like spring it on you last minute a ten-page research paper that you had to write, which is not not a long paper.
0: Me, me as a kid would have been like, uh, I'm gonna save it for the last week.
1: <laughs> but and a lot of people did, and like you were required to have so many sources mm-hmm. and all this like documented, like photocopies of your research and all this shit. So it was very detailed, but it was only ten yeah, pages I long. Some stuff like that, yeah. And like people treated it like she was the devil for requiring such an intense assignment and she'd be like we're gonna go to college and they're gonna ask you to write more so (laughs) get used to it
0: figure it out
1: (laughs) and i really enjoyed i i did my research because i've always been slightly fascinated with uh paranormal stuff i did mine over the blair witch so Mm. that's what my research paper was on but um like i really enjoyed that class and then my high school didn't offer any film stuff of any kind. So I had no exposure to that until I went to college, but we had a theater program and, um it was known as the blow-off class, which kind of made me sad. Like, the teacher didn't take anything seriously. Teacher... Kind of like a
0: PE class where yeah. it's like, just show up, yeah, and... your name on the attendance record and lean against the wall. Yeah,
1: and that. like, the teacher would sometimes fall asleep in class. Like, he didn't give a flying fuck <laughs> about anything. But like, because he didn't care, I got a little more responsibility. Um, you could only take the class. I have no idea why, if you were either a junior or a senior and um juniors obviously because it was your first year in theater didn't get as much responsibility but my senior year for our christmas play i believe um i didn't write it by myself but i co-wrote the play that we did for our christmas play with two other people
0: i didn't know
1: that Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i i co-wrote it i directed it i acted in it and then i cast it damn And um, we had two different performances. We had like the school performance and then the night performance that parents could come to. And. um,
0: Your life is so well put together. I don't know what the fuck you're doing with me.
1: (laughs) Oh, why do you say that? that
0: Same age range. I had a friend of mine who used to steal his dad's bottle of Jack Daniels, we'd pour out half of our Dr. Peppers, he'd pour in an equal half amount of Jack Daniels, we'd swish it, and then we'd spend the entire day walking around Hammered on Jack and Doctor.
1: I mean, Pepper. I didn't. I didn't do that. To, but to be fair, when it was I was went...
0: like a fairly consistent, like two or three times a week, just getting fucked up at school and trying to drive the car home. Like, I, don't... I,
1: didn't, I didn't do that. But to be fair, I uh, I felt a lot of pressure being put on me at that age, which is mm-hmm. part of the reason it was not a positive experience for me. And when I went to college, I almost immediately, like, very aggressively crashed and burned. Like yeah. I was a model straight a student and i for the first literally.
0: time literally in... a model student. <laughs> god damn it i'll be here all night
1: <laughs> but i was making like d's and f's and like flunking out of college and like that was the age i was slitting my wrists and all that fun stuff it was a
0: 12 what oh, no it's different for some of us
1: no, I was 18. <laughs> I, was, I was eighteen, nineteen. 19. I feel like
0: the age where I was slipped my wrists and I was like, oh, I was super young when that started happening. No,
1: you know, I... Uh, lived
0: kind of a reckless aggressive. <laughs> I've
1: had an anxious, like, weird personality my whole life, but I, I hit my, my peak at the start of college, yeah. so that was not a, a fun time in my life. But, like, I do feel like if I had had... Um, like a professor, especially if we had had a film program that had kind of guided, I guess they wouldn't be professors in high school, they'd just be teachers, but...
0: Not just teachers. Well, they don't call them professors take in high school. take care of you for 12 years. Shut up. Professors take care of you for four years. <laughs> you should call them professors and they should call the college people teachers. <laughs>
1: Well, you're required to have a higher level of education to teach at college. At a
0: college.
1: Yeah, that's why.
0: They're they're lifetime academics. (laughs) Teachers are struggling. Teachers are in the trenches.
1: They are in the trenches, I agree. But the point I'm making is... Just remember
0: why you do it. Love you, teachers.
1: (laughs) If I had... I agree. If I had had, like, a teacher at that age to kind of guide me, I might have fallen into it earlier. Mm -hmm. But, um... I had a god awful theater teacher, <laughs> and uh, I I got to like take on personal responsibility at that age. The
0: line is to be or not to be, that is indeed the question.
1: I don't have the script for it anymore, but it wasn't anything remotely that like clever or high class. It was like a weird mashup of all of the Christmas stories, like yeah. I know. It's the only part I really remember because um, there was a girl that was in our play who only performed during the school performance because she was sick. I think she had, like, cancer. And um, she had to go to the doctor and had, like, treatments or something for the night performance so she couldn't be there. And I had to do both her role and my role, and the only thing I remember about that play is... My original role was that I played Mrs. Claus, and her role was that she played Cindy Lou Who because the, it was like a weird mashup of all the Christmas stories that ever existed, so the Grinch was in the story too, yeah. and she played Cindy Lou Who, and I had to play Cindy Lou Who. so I was like, let me change out of my Mrs. Claus outfit and put on these weird multicolored stockings and style my hair all real funky.
0: I don't have any uh, history with the theater department. I took a playwriting class that was hilarious, and then I took a story writing class where I screamed at a bunch of people (laughs) in a library. Um, But I did once uh, get paid to be Santa Claus.
1: Oh, nice. In the back of
0: a pickup truck.
1: (laughs) Oh, wait, I think you've told me.
0: Plexiglass box. And the kids would come up and be like, Santa! And I was just hammered. Like I would just like done like four shots before I got in the oh, truck. No. I How old were you? Like seventeen. <laughs> 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 yeah, this thing on, they were just driving me around town dressed up as Santa Claus. <laughs> was it for I, a parade? Do what?
1: Was it for a parade? No. What
0: was it for? We just drove places. <laughs> And I was dressed up as Santa Claus. There was no parade. They just parked the pickup truck in the ghetto. Like, uh, I'm, not, I'm not bullshitting you. We drove into the projects. There was a, a little girl in the projects. I can't remember her name now, but I remember when she told me her name, there was a brief moment where I was like, that's the most beautiful name I've ever heard. Like, I, I can't remember what it was. It began with an N and ended with an A, and it was a name that I, I don't think I've heard since. It was fucking incredible like it was uh almost italian in the flow of the word but i've lost the name to uh, uh, king cobra
1: (laughs) age that was like a decade ago
0: (laughs) yeah but like we we went to like five or six different spots but the first one that we went to uh i was just sitting in a plexiglass box and people were selling drugs 10 feet away and i was just telling kids i was like i exist I'm here! They show up at a Chevy! <laughs> 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 Sit on Santa, the tire well of that F 150 and. Santa is you know, surprisingly very uh, young! Tell me what you want to happen this year. Oh, you don't want your uncle to get shot? Well, thank you for putting that on me! Aww. Okay! No, Fucking around, but I did play Santa for about a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: kind of
0: cute. Back of a pickup truck, plexiglass for like $50. <laughs> That's
1: weird that it wasn't for anything specific though. I thought you no. told me that story before no, and I thought just, you were in a parade. No, it was just some
0: really, really sweet uh, Christians that lived up the road. And my, my brother was a very close friend of their youngest son. And they were like, well, what's your oldest son doing? It was a summer or not a summer job, but it was a it Christmas, like kind of like seasonal, yeah, seasonal job. That's what we're shooting shooting for, and uh, it more or less turned into that. And I'm happy none of those photos exist, (laughs) because in the world of the iPhone, you guys would still be staring at my profile picture of me in a big red suit with a hat and a beard.
1: I feel like (laughs) we're gonna do that one christmas like
0: how old is santa he's 17 years old santa is he's not a a jolly fat man no
1: wrinkles on his skin he has a beard he's a
0: scrawny 17 year old alcoholic
1: (laughs) 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 it makes me want to watch bad santa for some reason yeah i imagine that would be you (laughs) (laughs) that's 17
0: instead weird times
1: (laughs) I like the description of the shit going on around you, though, which you mentioned that earlier. I did a, a bit of a exercise while Brat was editing his no. contract, but he doesn't want to call a contract. Can
0: I can I interrupt and then no, we get into the not. exercise, please? Yes. Yes. Uh, Kristen wore her but first coffee, and we met Bowser today.
1: <laughs> he did there laugh like that. There was
0: an old biker couple, like a six foot eight dude that I was like, I could beat him up if I hit him while he was sitting down, but I can't beat him up if I try to hit him standing up. <laughs> <laughs> he was a big dude. Yeah, but he made a joke and uh, as we were walking out, and then he just goes, Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it's like a motherfucking Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> His girlfriend had, like, like, you know, like, the whole time he's, like, fingering her while she's loading Aww, up the he laundry. Was,
1: he was, like, weirdly stroking <laughs> her back,
0: though. He was just, like, like pressing himself against her. He was a strange old man. They were a strange couple. They, they were hilarious. But uh, we walk out because we're leaving. We finished all our laundry, and I'm done watching him try to dry hump his wife. Oh And, and the, they, they come out, and they're like, but first... Coffee. I, we had that like what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah.
1: my shirt. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then the lady just starts listing like all of oh, the shirts, yes. shirts she owns. Where she goes, I've got one that says, "I didn't get bailed out. They forced me to get out of the mental asylum or some shit like
1: that." <laughs> no, they gave
0: me a day pass. Yeah, gave me a day pass. I I knew it fit on a shirt. My <laughs> phrase was not.
1: She's <laughs> <It's laughs> like, I didn't escape. They gave me a day pass. Yeah.
0: And there was like three or four others, and Kristen and I are just standing there with like plastic laundry bins, just like fake laughing, trying to load our laundry bins into Kristen's car so we can get the fuck out of the goddamn laundry. Like, oh,
1: I have one that says, "I'll go away if you give me a dollar." She's like, Ah-ha, it's
0: like, I will clever. give you ten of them if you never see me again. But sixty-year-old <laughs> fucking bikers. <laughs>
1: I no, attract weird people. You do. <laughs> These things mostly they talk to me. I don't
0: know why they talk to They don't talk to anybody else. These things mostly don't talk to, the to me. They didn't talk to the family you. of four that was in there smiling, just fucking ironing the laundry. Like, they, they did not give a shit.
1: No. <laughs> oh, times are weird. But okay, so yeah, Brett was working on editing his script, whatever it was, um, while we were at the diner. Yeah. And, um, I guess now that I know it's an audio format only, it makes a little more sense that there weren't really any visual descriptions, but we were both very confused on whether or not it was a screenplay or what it was, so it had me kind of thinking, because we've both done, like, writing workshops and stuff before, and you've kind of run into these issues where, like, people are trying to navigate, like, what do you write, what do you don't write, like, how do you, like, Mm -hmm. do this stuff, and, um, I feel like the most important thing when you're trying to have your own voice yeah. isn't what you're saying specifically so much as what you're observing. Like if, if you don't, like Brett reads all the time, like every morning that I'm like texting him while he's off at work, he's like, oh, I've read 15 Wikipedia articles <laughs> and then I've like Delved into this topic yeah, for the I'm day. I'm obsessed and... with the
0: "on this day" yeah. option on Wikipedia, think... so I've read "on this day" for the past two years. <laughs> Again, every year I get older, I find a crazy ass thing <laughs> I didn't read the previous year. Yeah,
1: constantly educating me on history and <laughs> like all. The, and then he reads books like all this stuff. And um, like I the feel like, huh? oh yeah, yeah, that's the book you're working on right now. Which we can do an update on that if you'd uh, like but, in a minute. Uh,
0: but it's still sad. It's still brilliant. And everybody should read it. I'm yeah. not going to read it, for sure. <laughs> no, not unless you want to cry a bunch while you're already stressed out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, like, when you're... Especially if you're trying to put out creative content yeah. or you're trying to have, like, a voice, like, even like, journalists or anything like that. You're trying to have a voice where you're making an impact. Like, if you don't observe the world around you, like, how much can you really mm-hmm. have to say? And, um... a so filmmaker, a painter... Or yeah, anybody. Or like, if yeah. you're not aware of your surroundings, aware of your environment, aware of your culture, like, how can you really connect with the people that are a part of your culture? Yeah. So, um, whenever I was in college, I had a photography class where... Like, there was an assignment that we had to do, I think it was every day, actually. I think it was Monday through Friday. Or no, that that maybe that was my writing class. But I had an assignment anyway, where so many times a week, we were required to sit in a specific place, and you had a certain number of times you had to do, like, you could do so many indoor places, or so many outdoor places, or so many, like, I had to get up at sunrise and sunset, and that was, like, how I ended up with those photos of Jacks at the door, because I had mm-hmm. to get up at... Sunrise, And that was a day I stayed with Brett. And I was like, well, I'm getting up at four in the morning today. You sleep in. And um, you were required to just sit and do nothing in silence in this space. But I think it was like 15 minutes and just observe the way the light changed and like internally make notes of what you're making a face at me.
0: Isn't it awesome that part of the job is meditation?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. reflection like, helps Sit you. Sit there
0: and watch the sun rise is your homework assignment. Yeah. And somebody was like, well, fuck waking up that early, you know. And it's I'm like, going
1: bullshit it. it you know, <laughs> no, it
0: sucks. You know, maybe you go back to bed after your 15 minutes. You go right back to sleep. I
1: think I know, stayed show. up that day, yeah. but I wanted to go back but to bed. But having
0: that. that moment of peace. Royo did the same thing where it was like, okay, well, we're going to do... An exercise, everybody go downstairs, find a corner of the building, sit there for 15 minutes, we'll meet again in 20 minutes and we'll read what transpired. Don't create any metaphors, don't create any characters, don't write a story. But every time something new happens, create a different line. So you'll be writing about a tree and then some dude whips by on a bicycle or two guys make a hilarious joke while they're walking past you. And you pick up all those tiny details. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's kind of what I was doing at
0: the the diner. Diners (laughs) where those uh, renegade motorcyclists <laughs> um,
1: randomly showed up because I, I took a fiction writing class while I was in college and we had a me similar um, assignment where <laughs> what are giving me a hard time a similar assignment where we had to do reflection pieces where it was like on you know so many days a week you had to sit and kind of reflect our neighbors
0: is he body slamming his (laughs) wife through the fucking door right
1: now those are our neighbors if you hear that um but a reflection piece on a set amount of time and my environment for the day and um while we were at the diner um yeah there was a very Petite, like tiny, tiny child sized purple haired lady <laughs> with um, her, her massive tattooed biker boyfriend. The and um,
0: purple haired lady. She, she was. That's what she was. No, she was it's this, the perfect.
1: <laughs> that's exactly what she was. She was this little tiny old purple haired lady
0: she looked like she used to be the same size of her boyfriend and shriveled due to dehydration oh,
1: i don't want to know what their sex life is like she was like half uh, his size
0: she looks like that because he fucks her
1: <laughs> but no the weird thing about the two of them is scoliosis
0: like... is a symptom of their relationship <laughs>
1: The weird thing about the two of them, though, is, like, just initially looking at the two of them, you think, like, oh, they're a weird pair, because she's this itty-bitty little old lady with her hair dyed purple, and he's this massive biker dude with all these tattoos, and you think, like, he seems kind of intimidating just, like, on initial looking at him. And, like, I was just kind of casually observing the two of them, and he kept calling her my love, the whole time they were there, he kept yeah. being like, "My love, like, what can I do for you, my love?" Like all this stuff like that, and then she I think uh, he was
0: trying to fuck her in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> 100. What was going? He
1: down. kept like stroking her and touching her, and it was like all these weirdly like very affectionate like mm-hmm. for in public, and he was talking very loudly. He had he had a Bowser they voice.
0: Visibly not <laughs> showered in four or five oh, days. Oh, I don't know about that,
1: <laughs> but um, I, he like asked her they got one of the smaller um, washing machines because it's a laundry mat it's not a diner um, they got one of the smaller washing machines no they got a like, small
0: croissant
1: <sighs> she was loading it up and he like asked her if it was like all gonna fit in there and she was like yeah it's, it's fine it's gonna fit And he, literally his only reply was bitchin'. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is happening to me right now? Like, am I living this life where this is happening to me?
0: Well, we are in the same diner as these fine people.
1: Yeah, and then there was, like, a really old lady and her tall, scrawny, I'm assuming, grandson. Because mm-hmm. if that was her kid, holy shit, she waited super late in life. And she, like chucked her wallet at him at one point and money went flying everywhere and he was just like why did you do that and i was like i don't understand what's happening to me and then there was just this one quiet lady like i only noticed her the only reason i saw her is because i loaded our clothes into the dryer just sitting in the other corner at the far end all by herself just minding her own business and like i was like sitting there like thinking about all these people and like it's not hard when when people have such distinct personality types just naturally observing them to then start inventing these characters with all these lives. Like That's I, where they come from. Yeah, like I have no idea if that lady that was sitting by herself was a single chick just hanging out at the laundromat because maybe her washer broke or if she's a mom or if she's there? married.
0: Have you been there with me when couples fight?
1: Probably, I don't know. Like we spend I spend a lot of time there.
0: Yeah. I've been there a few times by myself where like full blown fights have broken out between couples and they're just screaming at each other because they've forgotten that I'm the only <laughs> person in the laundromat. I'm just sitting over there typing on my laptop and I'm about like, some... he might legitimately beat her ass in the middle of I the don't laundromat. So. I
1: do think like, I've had any that i had like
0: two or three at this particular diner. <laughs> 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 used to have Mexicans that used to hang out outside of the one in San Antonio where we used to get the burritos. We used to go throw our laundry in and grab lunch at this, like, uh, really nice uh, Mexican joint that... Uh, Was filled with the illegals. There was like a white guy who worked the cash register. Then the kitchen staff used to run out the back every time we came in the door because we were white guys with short haircuts. So they were like, "Get the fuck out of Dodge!" We'd have to pay for our stuff, and then they'd come back in and cook. But uh, MS thirteen used to hang out outside of that thing. And so, like, every time you walked past and just be like, Hey guys, do you want a cigarette? Is there anything I can bring to you? Do you, you want a
1: <laughs> laundry facilities? Like, oh, I guess you guys didn't live on base, though, did you?
0: Oh, we, we lived on base. Did, you didn't have laundry yeah, facilities on base? They were disgusting oh. and they were overcrowded. So, like, mm-hmm. the, nobody ever maintained them. So, all your clothes stunk if you washed your did clothes. Did you live on, on base,
1: base until you moved to Tennessee?
0: At you have to. Oh. And then I did at Yokota because I wasn't married. So.
1: Did you live on base in Florida?
0: No. Okay. But I I don't know. We've we've never had this discussion. I lived off base um, a lot when I was a kid. I think we lived on base in New Mexico, uh, off base in Florida for sure. off base for a period in San Antonio, and then on base in San Antonio.
1: Why did they make you live on base in Texas?
0: I can't remember. I was nine. <laughs> 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 I just know that when I was ten years old, we were living in base housing. I can't remember what happened to the house, but um, no, we lived in like small rentals, like outside of the station. But when I was in the service, yeah. Lived on base. Well,
1: that made sense
0: for yeah. you. Me so yeah, and Alan, good. Used to, single
1: young yeah. guy like that made sense for you.
0: Yeah, no, you you have no option. You can't unless you're.
1: Well, they don't. Married. They don't. Oh, you're not allowed to. Like
0: you don't have the money. You don't make that much money. <laughs> that's true. Yeah.
1: I was gonna say, 'cause they don't charge you to live on base, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's. No. So that would just make sense.
0: Yeah, you just live there, and there's a cafeteria. In the drunkard. Why are we talking about
1: this? <laughs> we talk about observing people. I have no idea. I just—we've never talked about that before.
0: It's been a long day, and I'm getting drunk. That oh, is that months. Months.
1: <laughs> but okay, so yeah, like I, while you were working on your yeah. your thing, I was like imagining all these scenarios for these people. I was like, that that lady sitting in the corner is a single mom for sure. Just she has her
0: wrong story.
1: Trying to get her fucking laundry done while this. Biker couple is trying to fuck in public yeah. while everybody else is just trying to do their laundry. we this cram- had old
0: women, like, the last week that came up to us and were like, Hey, I haven't done one of these since 1957. Where's the soap machine? And it's like, oh, they got rid of those. Uh, those are all gone. Uh, there is no soap machine. There's a coin machine. But,
1: but people, like, I mean, I'm not a writer, so, like... I guess you probably have more experience with this, but I feel like people like have this um, delusion in their head that you have to like invent this cool concept and these cool really no, unique it all characters. Comes out of
0: life.
1: and like the fact of the matter is people, like actual mm-hmm. real life people are all very unique and distinct people. Like you've experienced all these real things in your real life that I've never experienced oh, and vice
0: versa. A lot of it comes out of pollen. Because Polinick's entire thing was, uh, he compared uh, writer's block to constipation. (laughs) Where he said, what you need to do is get out in the world and expose yourself to more situations. Fill yourself up at a certain time, it's just going to start pouring out.
1: (laughs) It's a little gross,
0: but okay. It is gross, but it's accurate, you know. You keep meeting people you keep meeting situations something is going to click if you can't think it's because you're stagnant you're like water sitting in a pothole instead of water running down a stream so accumulate enough humidity in your life i guess to follow my weird fucking analogy (laughs) to where one day you piss in a stream (laughs) <laughs> instead of a pothole.
1: <laughs> but even like the environment, like that's not just true of characters. Like when you're trying to build a world, like we were sitting there and you were, you know, working imagine how
0: hard it would be to be a filmmaker if you were blind. It's very similar. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, I've never seen anything, so I don't know what things look like. So I don't know what cool angles I can create, or close shadows, or long shadows, or, you know, 45 degree angles, Dutch angle. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm proud of you yeah. for, again, still remembering You can't remembering write dialogue
0: that. without listening to other people, talk to other people. So I have a dialogue to where now in my head, and in your guys' heads, unfortunately, there is a character who is proud of their shirts that have all the writing on them, and they think that they are hands down the funniest, most unique joke they can use to win over people in a diner parking lot.
1: <laughs> or that a, a, a response to anything in 2019 would be bitchin'.
0: Bitchin'. <laughs> that dude still listens, still Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, I'm not, I ain't not. <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, like, I was, like I was saying a second ago, like, observing just kind of the atmosphere of the laundry mat while we were there, <laughs> and, um, I, I feel like some writers have a tendency to either over-explain, I'm just sitting that way, don't make fun of me, <laughs> like, either over-explain or, um, leave out too much, like, yeah. there's a very fine line of you can either... Like, I-, I liked The Lord of the Rings, but I will say the books were a difficult read. Tolkien was excessively wordy in his descriptions. Yeah. There but was then... a
0: table. There was a chip on the left side <laughs> of the table. That chip came from something that happened <laughs> in 1973, and that chip was very important. <laughs> but then and then... right next to the chip uh... was a goblet, and in that goblet was a Okay,
1: wife. point made. <laughs> But then the opposite, like, if you don't give enough detail... You know, your viewers can't envision the space themselves, Mm -hmm. so that was, like, a thing I think we talked about on, not the last podcast, but the podcast before, um, where you were talking about describing our table, and, like, what you would describe versus describing the whole room, and, like, that's kind of what I was doing while we were at the laundromat. Like, it wasn't like, oh, let me explain all the machines, and all the doors, and all the exits in the bathroom. I was just like, oh, like, the hum of the machines, Mm -hmm. and... The sound of the change machine clinking as people were getting change, and the way the fans were kind of very lazily spinning in circles, like they weren't really at a high enough speed to like generate any air, but it was enough to like cause the signs that were hanging from the ceiling to sway softly. You
0: no, know, it would be a fun challenge. What it would be forcing you for five minutes, maybe, just because it, it it's more intense to sit there with your eyes closed
1: and listen to the sounds
0: listen to it i'll put you in the chair where i've got the door so that you don't get kidnapped or raped (laughs) thank (laughs) you appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) just sit there and listen to the room and you start almost picking up a sort of music
1: well like that is actually i didn't have my eyes closed to be fair i had my eyes open but that was like a thing that I noticed while we were there today so there's definitely merit in closing your eyes and solely focusing on the sounds like I put um you know the sound of the various washing machines I put like humming machines and they're changing tempo like the machines like Mm -hmm. change sound when they kick over to like the rinse cycle or when they're you know still on spin cycle or when they're cutting off so that was actually a note I made like the changing tempo of all the different machines Mm -hmm. going so yeah for sure like you develop a different type of intimacy. And the air kicked off. So, yeah. synchronicity. Well, you
0: hear those kind of conversations too, you know, where it goes from like you can hear everything in the room and it just sounds like. Oh, don't touch that. I love you. It goes from this weird chaos to like really being able to focus in. Like when you notice that somebody has left their box of dryer sheets on top of the washer. So you say, okay, I'm going to go walk over there. I'm going to make sure this person doesn't leave the laundromat without their stuff. That person dropped their coin on the floor and they're frustrated. Why are they frustrated? Why do they not have one more quarter?
1: That was you today. Yeah. <laughs> you were, he looked so frustrated staying there waiting on one more quarter. And I was like behind the slowest guy <laughs> ever. And I was just like listening to all the change. He was slowly clinking out one dollar at a time. I was like, I just need one fucking quarter.
0: The next time you're frustrated, I guess, like standing in line or, you know, any of it, you just sit there and you think about like, what is that in person's entire life like, you know? What are their mannerisms, and what is it that they're, they're, they're worried about? Because they're, they're, they're in a worse position. I'm writing that um, story very, very slowly, as I have yet to start actually writing the story. I'm just compiling notes.
1: Well, that's important, though. Like, don't discount that, because that's what I was doing today. Like, if you don't develop your own understanding of what the world you're building is, yeah. how can you write about it?
0: But it all starts with one conversation I had with one meth addict on a very hot day. (laughs) I met him again. Jesus Jesus fucking (laughs) Christ.
1: Cheers, neighbors.
0: They've. Been the subject of at least three stories. I think
1: Why? that's that little girl. I think she's just bottling her brother. I
0: like, think she just jumps up on the counter and punches up yeah, at that. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure that's who that is. Because <laughs> like, I told you there was yeah. that one night where I heard like this loud bang, and then I heard the little brother crying, and I was just like, she for sure just jacked his shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, learn to fight, little buddy, or learn to swim. Uh, <laughs> but, uh... Now, for people that are looking for my my update on on the meth guy, I saw him the other day. He's got a fresh pair of pants, a button-up T-shirt. He is still hallucinating and still losing his mind. Um, He almost got his ass kicked the other day, and I tried to intervene and didn't remember me. So we're we're at a point where he, he knows that I'm inside the shop. He's not aware that I also go outside the shop. Uh, And I'm trying to reel him in. But God bless him. If you've got any sort of an addiction issue, you need to. uh, (laughs) Why are we choosing that? It's got a little drunk and I need to make it a little sad and I need to get off the air. Dinner time. It is dinner time. It's been a very long day, and I drank too much too quickly.
1: I'm, I'm in a synchronicity, our, our pawn shop friend that I have not yet met. Um, to our life, though, like, he came to you initially very optimistic about this phone number that he wanted, and then shit got a little rough, and that's kind of what happened to us. We were very optimistic about this move, and then yeah. turned out our date got pushed back, and things have been a little rough. But well, The
0: crazy shit is he's, he's like... You know, every time I try to get sober, my friends wind up giving me crystal meth. And I'm like, my dude, I've never been in a situation where my friends have tried to give me crystal meth. If my friends were giving me crystal meth, I would label them no longer my friends. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. I don't know. I'm in a... Attempt give us give us a positive i'm gonna
1: Kristen. attempt to be positive bring us about back this. out
0: of this i'm sorry you justin if you're out there and you can afford to podcast <laughs> i'm gonna
1: attempt to be positive about this because i do feel like it's a little synchronous to our situation not mm-hmm. anywhere near that um extreme or that difficult but um we too were very optimistic about this big life change coming for us, and then shit didn't really work out. We be a lot better at it. Yeah, shit didn't really work out like we wanted. We've been hit with a lot of challenges we didn't expect, but no. incremental steps to the end goal. Yeah, we're not <laughs> dead. We're still making it happen for ourselves. So, Justin, if you're probably not listening, if we're being honest, but if you're out there and mm-hmm. someone knows you, or even if they don't, positive vibes, incremental steps... The goal still exists. You just got to get there.
0: Yeah, and we have a new listener from India, and I'm sure he'd love to send you an email and teach you all about karma and, <laughs> and how to overcome your personal demons. So I think that's good. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, India or the math addict or the rest of you, you can <laughs> hit us up uh, via email at
1: nightmareboxproductions at gmail.com it would be
0: really helpful if you have an apartment and you need an apartment in Tennessee and we could just like switch apartments and you know it would be fantastic and you take over my responsibilities I'll take over your responsibilities we'll fight
1: others. bears but you can humidity. fight humidity
0: exactly different just fight meth addicts different and difficulties get killed by a bear um, or you can hit us up on twitter at
1: uh, at nightmareboxpro
0: or on instagram
1: that's at Nightmare Box Productions. If
0: you are interested in buying my book, you go to the Nightmare Box blog. That's
1: right. Woo! Go you!
0: And buy a copy of the Madman Diaries, which Jameson bought today. And guess Hell, what,
1: Jameson? You get a, get a signed copy. I'm gonna
0: send that motherfucker five signed copies. So <laughs> you, can, you can have all of them. He paid me as much. <laughs> <laughs> got any other ones Uh, my
1: youtube is youtube.com slash Kristen Pennington you can watch the dolls you can watch the other stuff that I've worked on if you have any stuff you'd like to see us film you know feel free to hit us up and we're also still looking at implementing our film challenges once we get kind of settled in Montana so if you can look forward to those
0: yeah if you're interested let us know we would like to have five to ten people that are down to do some of these things that we could rely on on the back burner, you know? Um,
1: Or also if you're just, you know... Still waiting
0: on you, (laughs) Freddie.
1: Well, synchronicity there. Also, if you just do writing and you don't know the first thing about making films, you know, that's an area Brett and I are working on learning together. I make films, Brett writes. We're kind of developing that relationship with each other. So if you have a script you want to see filmed, feel free to... Shoot, shoot us a message and we'll either give you tips on how to do it yourself or you know, maybe if it's interesting. Ask you for tips. <laughs> maybe
0: you're more talented. Yeah, that's possible
1: too. <laughs> but or if we're interested, maybe we'll try to film it and then maybe we'll shoot you back a challenge. So Or just shoot up. you
0: and take your script. Uh- <laughs> 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 just joking. Um,
1: just forever sure. though, please rate, review, share, because the more you know, yeah. we all connect with each other the more we get done. <laughs> yeah.
0: We found India. I know zero people in India. I can say that for certainty. How much people? None. No Zero people None. you know in India. So,
1: thanks We're for We're across listening. the
0: planet. We're in multiple states.
1: We're in 11 countries. <laughs> 18 states our countries are catching up with our states so US friends you gotta get on the ball either we
0: found one flight attendant or we are spreading out in the craziest way so <laughs> uh, regardless thank you guys for uh, checking out and bear with us because this is gonna be a crazy time in both of our lives and we uh, thank, you. Um, and thank you and thank you I love you And I love you. I love you. We'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Day before I go buy it. Fucking you (laughs) all.